Hello and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories. I'm Jayati Vora and I started this podcast as a way of showing you that anybody could write. And I don't mean emails for work or marketing campaigns or grant reports, stuff like that. I'm talking about creative writing, the kind that puts a hop, skip and a jump in your step that you do just for fun, just for you. And if you haven't done it in a while or ever, here's a low stress way of getting back into it. Mini stories, that is. Stories of just 50 to 100 words. You can do that. And on this episode of Cutting Chai Stories, I will share with you one of my mini stories. A mini story from someone else who was inspired by a writing prompt I gave last week. Um, I will share some writing tips based on those stories. And I will give you a new writing prompt to inspire some creativity in you. Let's get started. Right now, all the papers and TV channels are blanketed with coronavirus news. The death tolls here in New York, the rate of infection somewhere else, these famous people who have it. Our lives are different now, drastically different. But there are some things that are the same. And one of those is relationships. If there's anything that's getting us through these tough times, it's our relationships. Friends, parents, siblings, children, partners, they're stepping up. You know, we're all there for each other now. You may have heard from a relative or a friend who that you lost touch with years ago. God knows I have, especially being here in New York where the news is so scary. People are coming out of the woodwork. I'm hearing from people I haven't heard from in months. And I've been making calls like that myself to other people. And that's kind of one really awesome side effect of this pandemic. This feeling that we're all in this together, that we have to look out for each other. We have to check in with each other. But sometimes people you're in relationships with will let you down. And, you know, it's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you. It's happened to practically every person on this planet. We're all human. And sometimes we make mistakes and we let people down, people who really care about us and who depend on us. And sometimes it's life that makes it hard for you to be there for your friends. I understand all of that, but it still hurts. I wrote the story about a time that that happened to me, and I called it On Friendship. The right and left side of a seesaw were once fast friends. They played together, tasting the sky, then crashing to earth. But the right one kept asking to go up, up, up. And the left stayed grounded so its friend could fly. The left waited patiently, but its turn never came. After a while, it made friends with the soil and they cradled each other in a gentle embrace. We'll talk about that story in a minute. But first I want to share with you another story, this one written by Trishna Javeri. She's paid to be a financial writer, but she says she spends most of her time thinking about food, her kids, or feeding her kids. Thank you, Trishna, for sharing your story with us. Um, Just to give you a bit of background, last week on the podcast, I shared uh, uh, an almost apocalyptic writing prompt with you. What do you think would happen if we were locked down, like totally locked down for the rest of 2020? What might happen in the world once we were all allowed to come out? Imagine what that first day of freedom might look like. Trishna wrote this. 
trapped. A lion caged with a goat. Civility barely keeping them apart. The lion grew grumpier and the goat jumpier. When they finally stepped out, they both rejoiced in the weight they had lost. <laughs> I loved that story. It made me laugh. It was such an unexpected situation and the ending had such a lovely twist. Now, let's talk about what those two stories had in common. This is the writing uh, tips part of it, the podcast. So neither of them uses fancy words, right? Instead, both of them have a plot. So the first one begins with two friends, but who the friends are is unexpected. They're not humans, they're not even animals, they're inanimate. And what's more, they're joined together. So that's the central conceit, the central idea, right? The seesaw uh, is representing friendship. And the up and down motion is normal. It's natural. That's how a seesaw works, right? For one side to go up, the other side has to go down. So this story, like Trishna's, also has an unexpected twist. When the right side was content to keep taking from the left side, when the right side didn't give back, eventually the left side realizes that it can't find what it is looking for in that relationship. And the twist there is that within the bounds of what it can do, being a seesaw and fixed to the other side, it makes a decision and it decides to build a friendship with the ground instead. Now, even with the spareness of the language, right, it's super simple. All of the words are conveying something. No, n- none of the words is there just to describe anything. So it's super plot-driven. But still, the choice of words is conveying something more. So for instance, there's the repetition of the word up three times. You could say up just once. But when you say up, 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 you don't get that sense of selfishness, right? It's just not the same. The right side is not asking to go up once, but again and again. Similarly, when the left side befriends the ground, they cradle each other. That's a word that implies nurturing, healing. And actually, it's not the ground that the left side befriends, it's the soil. Again, that word is chosen very intentionally. The mental image associated with soil is something of, with growth, nourishment, right? Something in which things can grow. Trishna's story uses some of the same building blocks as mine. Again, there's an unexpected situation. There's a cage, and it houses both a lion and a goat. When would those two animals ever be in a cage together? She repeats this idea of contrast with her choice of words and the way that they play off each other. It almost gives you the feeling of poetry. The lion grows grumpier. There's also the sound of it, the gruh, gruh, right? It also sounds like growl, something rough. And the goat gets jumpier. And putting those two words together is so fun to say, grumpier and jumpier. You know, if if you use different words, if the lion got testy or cranky and the goat was simply nervous or anxious, it wouldn't feel the same. It wouldn't have the same mouthfeel. It just wouldn't be fun to say. And then, of course, there's the moment of suspense. What's going to happen? If you have a lion and a goat, I mean, obviously the lion's going to eat the goat. But no, they manage to keep apart. Remember the civility? And then when they're finally let out of the cage, they've both lost weight, but of course, for different reasons. And so I love that touch of humor that Trishna ends her story with. It's not just unexpected, it's a little funny, and I love that. 
So just to recap, um, in our writing tips, we talked about the importance of plot. We talked about how you don't need to litter your stories with $10 words. You can still have an impact. And we talked about how the twist at the end of both stories really leaves you feeling satisfied. It almost feels like these stories couldn't possibly have ended in any other way. I hope that helps you build your own story. And if you need ideas for what to write about, here's a writing prompt. You may have heard of what children in Italy have been doing these past few weeks when that country has been under lockdown. They've been drawing rainbows on paper and they've been writing the words on it, everything will be all right, in Italian, of course, and they've been sticking them in their windows but facing outwards so that people passing by in the streets can see them and be cheered up. At my house, we did it too. We painted neon rainbows and we stuck them in our window and it felt really great. It felt almost like people who were walking by might almost have be finding treasure as they look through the windows and, and, and see these little glimpses of something cheerful and bright looking back at them. So for your story, I'd like you to write about a time that you discovered treasure. It could be something physical, something abstract, something emotional. What does treasure mean to you? Jot down the first three words that come to mind when you think of treasure and use those, or one of those, to build your story. And remember, keep it about 50 to 100 words long. And if you feel so inclined, please do email it to me at cuttingchaistories at gmail.com. I'll see you next Thursday. Thank <laughs> you.